welcome to episode 149 of Kapowcast. Didn't even have to ask me today. Nope, not today. You came prepared. Uh, maybe. As prepared as I expect you to Actually, know. no, it, it helped when you told me that me and Jeff had to do episode 150. Oh, and no. I was like, 150 minus 1 is 149. Actually, that, <laughs> <laughs> that actually upsets me because um, the last time I left for work. You missed a milestone one. I missed a milestone one. And not to mention, like, you guys actually got uh, pencil and ink over oh yeah 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 yeah. so like i'm just like what the fuck <laughs> put in all this work and i miss the good shit well you'll be here in spirit <laughs> it's all right there's nothing there's nothing big planned for 150 <laughs> we're waiting for we're waiting for 200 two, to do 200 yeah we got another 50 to go keeping it at 100 uh, i am double <laughs> i am mike and with me is as you can tell tony vance hi uh today we're going to uh give a list we're gonna do a top 10 list we've never done anything like this before i think the closest thing we did was the the ranking the Marvel villains, which that turned into a whole that was a, thing. That was that was a, you had your calculator, your you had your little yeah. your whiteboard, you were writing on the windows <laughs> like a beautiful mind. Yeah, that turned out to be a really that was like a lot bigger thing than I thought it was going to be. It was two parts. It was two parts. You're yeah. totally right about that. It was a two parter. It was I one, think of, one those, of the only two parters we ever done. Yeah, I think so too. It was one of those. Uh, it was one of those deals where. We went in like, this is a good idea. It'll, it'll definitely And then we started, and I was like, this was a horrible <laughs> <Yeah>. idea. <laughs> it just was like a lot longer than I thought it would ever be. And I was like, wow. Because it was me, you, Jeff, John, right? Me, you, Jeff, John. Uh, and was Mike. Mikey might have been here, too. Mikey might have been here, too. Yeah, I think maybe for part of it. Because, yes. Because uh, we did two episodes. <laughs> yeah. And, and that was uh, the infamous... Harry Carey. Oh my debacle. God! Was that the- it, was, it was during the host. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, yep. that's good. <laughs> that's golden. Uh, but today we're going to do our, our top ten list of our most uh, sought at for and wished for animated ad- adaptations of DC comic books. This was a quick list that we did, but fun in the same time. Yeah. Well, I, think I, I always good. I enjoy top ten lists, especially when it comes right off the top of your head. Like ones that like I have to put like overnight and like really kind of dwindle on. Uh, the the fun really drains out of them really fast, but like, you almost stress about it. Yeah, like th- this kind of shotgun um top ten, I really enjoy, especially when like two minds come in. Yeah, and, and technically, like inside this list, you can see the third mind wandering through, even though he's not here. <laughs> um, but first, of course, we got tons of news to talk about. Uh, what to talk about first? Um, Tony, you brought this up right beforehand, and this this kind of piqued my interest. Um, apparently, uh, a DC is doing what I'm assuming is their uh parody, if you will, or I don't know if it's an homage. To the old man Logan story. No. Oh, okay. And they're doing uh the old man or I'm sorry, old man. Old man. <laughs> uh old lady Harley. Yeah. <laughs> um and apparently I haven't read any of this book. I didn't even know they were doing it, but apparently they're gonna reveal that in, in DC's future, Nightwing and uh Harley Quinn are married. I don't know if I'm not like if I'm just not against it because of the animated feature. The Batman and uh, Harley Quinn yeah. feature where they yeah. Yeah, where they knock boots. It it sounds like weird like uh Tumblr fan fiction. Yeah. Like to me, like that's that's like what it it just I don't know. We 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 were just talking last week about uh, Dick and how he he jumps into everything he can. So I mean, it, it's it's not weird to me. Like it, everything kind of weird and in a strange sense makes sense because well, Dick's Dick and yeah, Har- Harley, Dick's Dick, Dick's Dick, <laughs> and Harley's always been kind of a, uh, well a wild card in a sense, and I can see the two kind of meshing well. They both have uh, very strict uh, bosses. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Is it is it kind of weird that like uh with the Harley Joker dynamic, I never once in my whole entire life like even remotely thought about them like actually uh prefer- performing like coitus ever. Mm-hmm. Like I just I just see essentially them being partners and him or her being in love with him and then Joker just like beating her constantly. That's all I've ever pictured in my head with that relationship. Never once have I even remotely thought of anything romantic. Even with the the Bruce Tim rev up your Harley line. I never once was just kind of like, yeah, that, you know, that happens all the time. They're in a relationship. Apparently, because um, here's a, I found a screen cap of the thing where it's mentioned and uh, Harley says, I mean, yeah, I was devastated myself when we lost Dick, but while he was my ex-husband and whoever it is she's talking to, like, who wasn't for all intents and purposes, he was your son. So I'm assuming that's Batman that she's talking to. Oh, and Batman's in like some weird, like, I don't know. It's like a weird wired, like mech suit. I don't know. He's like fucking Darth Vader. Looks like he looks like Darth Vader. That is correct. Um, whatever. Okay. I mean, I, <laughs> I guess it's not really technically canon if it's in like this weird elseworld kind of elseworld. You know? I gotta stop using that fucking word. Elseworld. Yeah, I've used it so much in the past like five episodes. Venom. That was a that was a movie that happened last year. Venom. 
Yeah. Uh, sequels officially been announced. What's what's with this thing today where you're like, I think like last year was like centuries away. It was. It <laughs> feels like it. Uh, sequels in the works. Woody Harrelson set to reprise his role as uh, Cletus Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for it. I enjoyed the first one a lot. I even enjoyed it on a second watch when I picked it up on the Blu-ray. I still haven't picked it up yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, they just they just got to take care of that wig, man. Like yeah. I said, like have him escape right before death row. Like make it look like they shaved his head. Just do that. You don't got to worry about it. Yep. I'm well forgiving of that if it means not having I totally the Sideshow Bob, Ronald <laughs> McDonald wig. <laughs> I think Woody Harrelson's a good bald man. Like I, I, He pulls I, it off well. He pulls it off well. And uh, I, I think that's really the only way to go. Like if you do a hair piece, I think it, anyway, even if you get a really nice one to replace the the bad one that was in the end of the first movie, it's still just gonna look bad because he's a he's a bald man now. There's nothing you could do about it. Just embrace it and move on. It just makes him look less threatening. Yeah, it makes him look like a fucking joke. So I wonder. I mean, I think I already know the answer to this. Kind of like uh, I couldn't help but thinking, would they try to go for an R rating with Carnage? And I'm like, no. Like this movie has the first one was you know, a hit at a PG-13 rating. So the chances of them doing an R-rated uh, sequel is probably pretty slim. To say that they can't pull it off is naive because uh, if you look at The Dark Knight and how many people die in that movie, and it's PG-13, even though, like, the rating system is kind of, like, a big line of bullshit mm-hmm. um, because of th- that kind of thing where you know multiple people die in uh, Dark Knight, but it had a PG-13 rating. Because there's no blood. Yeah, well, from what I hear, what they do is they pull in a uh, a controlled group of parents and they have them sit down and watch the feature and they go, no, that's definitely a PG-13 or that's definitely an R. That sounds like the most unscientific way. Well, I mean, you expect Hollywood to be like amazingly scientifically? Yes. <laughs> well, buddy, then you're living in the world of Team America where Alec Baldwin is going to save the world. I'm okay with that world. <laughs> He's going to save us from the sandworms. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. If that's how this is all going to go. <laughs> Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, it was also announced last week that, or two weeks ago, time is a concept I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> it was announced uh, that uh, Ruby Rose will continue to play Batwoman in what is believed to be a, a uh, new CW series. I also heard... Uh, they might as well just call it the DC you know, network, because... Yeah. Well, you still got Supernatural on there. Supernatural and Riverdale. Yeah. Ugh. I know a lot of people whose Riverdale is like their guilty pleasure. Yeah, I don't understand it. I've never, I, I haven't watched it, but... You know, I checked it out probably about four or five episodes into season one. It's just... Weird? It's... I don't know. It's just awkward. I, I've never been a big um, Archie fan to begin with, but then you go and put this kind of spin on it. And I'm just like, um, it's like a super serious, spooky adventure. Yeah, and it's fucking Archie. Like, what in the hell are you like trying to do here? But yeah, she's she's got greenlit for uh, her own season. And then I heard a rumor online that possibly in the next season of Flash, oh, Flash and her will be starting the Justice League. Ooh, Flash and Batwoman. Yeah. Well, that's a take. I was uh, I was kind of piqued my piqued my interest because obviously they're not going to touch Batman. It's weird because they've they've you know they've crossed that line where not the, I say they've crossed the line, but they've went and they finally you know introduced uh, Superman. I mean, he's in Supergirl. Yeah. So at this point, it's like, why don't you just like just do Batman too? That's kind of a weird angle though, because I don't know if you know this, but like Kara and Clark, they're from a different Earth. In really? The shows. Yeah. Yeah. They're from what I gather. I don't watch Supergirl. Nothing against it. It's just it's one more thing to like put on a list that's ever growing. And um, it seems as though with the theme that they always go into when uh, they do the crossovers that Clark and Kara basically come from the earth in which Smallville happens, like the show Smallville. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I don't remember which earth they're on. They're not Earth one. They're not Earth two. I think it's like Earth like 40 something. I'd have to look it up. And it's really just not that important at this current standpoint in time. But yeah, so that's the weird angle of it. So will those two be involved in the Justice League, even though they're on another Earth? Or is it just going to be some sort of weird hybrid Justice League? I think they should call it like I don't think they should call it Justice League. I think they should call it like a Justice Society or something of that nature, because Justice League is so uh just stamped with like the holy trinity of wonder woman superman and batman the holy trinity the holy trinity that's that's the that's the nightstand book that takes place of the bible at my house <laughs> i don't judge <laughs> uh so this is like what the that they have how many shows they have they had they have flash they have green arrow supergirl you're gonna have batwoman um good 
Uh, Didn't they have Black Lightning? Have is Black, that still? Yeah, they still got that going. They got DC Legends of Tomorrow. Is that still going? Uh-huh. That's, they, they weren't really part of the uh, crossover this year. It was kind of a bummer. So they have six. They got a, it, it's growing. Programs that they, you know, are, are kind of killing with. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's one, like Marvel can't even, I mean, Agents <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, is for all intents and purposes, everything I hear, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is, is just horrible. I don't know. I, I, the first season was good. The second season was all right. And then I stopped watching. So I, I can't give a respected uh, opinion on how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is. All I can say for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is that it's on ABC, which is owned by Disney. And obviously they're not going to cancel something that even remotely brings in the ratings for their big movie series. Uh, Some would say even bigger than the actual Disney brand itself. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. I think so. Um, I think it's surpassed it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Maybe. Apparently, the, the Batman script that's been worked on forever is, quote unquote, essentially finished, <laughs> likely to begin filming at the end of this year. Who wrote it? Because I've lost track. I don't know. I, you know, I, I love Batman. Batman's my my favorite character. And even I'm at a point where I'm just like, <sighs> I don't know if I want to see this. I don't know if I, I don't know if this is a good idea. Like, it just it's, seems like they're just. Are you ready for a cheeky, uh, funny Batman? Because that's probably what you're going to get. I don't think so. Not with Matt Reeves. I really hope not, because I like the dark and gritty DC. I don't care what anybody says. I don't know. We'll we'll see. This movie, I mean, we still don't know. Is Ben Affleck coming back as Batman? Wait, so uh, did Matt Reeves write it? Uh, it doesn't say. I think he it did. I believe that was one of the things is he wanted to uh, write his own script. Although Reeves will continue tweaking it and working on it. I'm hearing the studio wants to start shooting in November. So let's say between now and then. They should shoot in Detroit. That's my opinion. I don't think they should shoot in Chicago again, even though the architecture is probably better, but... I'm just, I, I don't know. We'll see. I'm interested to see what kind of story they kind of go with. Um, when you have a character like Batman where we've seen so much on screen, it's like, what the hell? I mean, really, the only thing that they, they can do that we, that would, in my opinion, be considered fresh would be like an old man Batman kind of scenario where he's already kind of uh, seasoned. And we've already kind of seen that with, uh, yeah, with Dark Knight Rises and, and uh, the Ben uh, Affleck uh, Batman, too. I was going to say Ben Affleck Batman. And but the word is, is that they want to go with they might want to go with somebody younger. No, I don't want to see any like fucking. Well, uh, unless they go with like mid range, like not new to the scene, Batman, but like he just lost Jason Todd Batman. That would be cool with me. Then you can introduce a Tim Drake Batman if you're ballsy enough. I mean, that was kind of what we had in Batman v Superman though too in the same point yeah that's what oh that was the same yeah well uh, I mean we don't know what Robin he lost but he was definitely almost if not completely over the edge yeah it's always the fun one though it's the fun one to watch it's I would say that like uh the problem I have with Superman and not being humanizing enough sometimes Batman reaches that point and maybe that's why I'm compelled so much to that end of the storyline because like then his humanity kind of starts to come out and you see it cracking and it kind of like pushes you back from like this uh, mythos of like this shadowy figure and actually sees the man behind the mask as well as how that's reflected in his nightly adventures. The uh, the one thing I know that was rumored to be with like Ben Affleck script is it was rumored to be more like a detective yeah. type film. It was rumored to be more of like a, in vein of like the Arkham games. That's all right. You get Which I was, you know, OK with. But I don't know what the fuck's going on with this movie. Um, So whatever. We had another look at Captain Marvel last night and a special look, which was basically essentially a third trailer. In a sense. It was like a minute and 30 trailer. Um, lots of new clips. Kind of gave you some background, too. Yeah. Um, wondering what the detractors are saying now about it, because it seems like everybody seems to want to shit on this movie. Um, well, it's only 1130 as it stands right now. If they haven't talked yet, I would think that they're either trying to collect their puny thoughts or uh, they might have been shut up for the most part. Let's see what the YouTube channel says. Oh, no. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, there is a dark side of YouTube that lives within the comments, and it's just almost grotesque sometimes. And this motherfucker likes to dive right into I it. I do. He's, he's sick. <laughs> uh, actually, there's some people... Uh, the first couple ones, this is trailer we wanted for the first one. Actually, this is better than the official trailer. Uh, let's see. But there's there's still people complaining that she looks bland, dull, flat. Like, there's, I don't understand what... I. I I don't understand. Like the only thing I can think of is you have people that are saying it that started saying it. And now like their opinions are swaying other people's opinions. Yeah. Like people are now looking at it and they're looking at it being like flat and dull. Mm -hmm. Like I'm telling you it is. And then you go and watch it like, oh yeah, it is. Cause you already have that in your head. So you're talking about the more impressionable people. Yeah. Yes. They're the ones lingering on. I don't know. I think it's all dumb and stupid. Like, cause people didn't say this about Chris Evans. And I would say Chris Evans demeanor and like the first captain America 
is very similar to what Captain Marvel's yeah. demeanor is. It's very right like now. straightforward, very like militaristic. Like yep. those people don't show a lot of emotion because you know that's not what they're there for. Like yeah, they're they have, Captain America's a soldier. He's you can't show emotion being a soldier. Uh-huh. Captain Marvel is essentially a soldier. She's not meant to. You know, she was a soldier in human and in the Kree. Yeah. So it's like she was Air Force, I believe. And why is it? Never mind. I don't want to get into that. No, but let's, let's not. Because you know what? They're not worth it, Mike. It's not. Well, no, I'm just I was just going to say not worth it. Yeah. But uh, it is it is racking up one hundred twenty one thousand likes with only two point six thousand dislikes. So that's <laughs> that's good. I did think that this was probably the best trailer of the three. Like I said, I didn't really consider it a trailer because. Um, with a trailer, you kind of get a taste of a lot of different things. And this was kind of more of like trying to set a point of, okay, maybe this is what we forgot to put into the trailer. We put all the bright, shiny stuff, but we didn't give you any context to anything in this movie other than, uh, Hey, there's young Nick Fury. Ooh, she shoots things out of her hands and she beats up grandma on a subway train or whatever that was. Um, giving, giving this context is probably the smartest thing they've done. Cause even at a standpoint of a Marvel fan or, or an MCU, I would say, I'll, I'll say an MCU fan. Um, the first couple trailers of Captain Marvel, though were cool, really gave nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I had no idea still walking in besides that it's essentially a precursor um, to the actual MCU that we know. And that's about it. You see Ronan in this uh, clip too. I don't know if you noticed him. Yes, you did. Yep. Um, yep. I got, I got a little pumped about that. I was like, oh yeah, thank God. Which the one thing I can say that you kind of see in this trailer a bit more is the uh, director has said that this movie is kind of like a uh, lethal weapon. I can kind of see that type of movie. And I'm like, all right, buddy cop movie. I love buddy cop movies. They're so, much, they're so much fun. Finally today, uh, to kind of add on to our discussion last week about DC <laughs> animation, which also coincidentally is our, our main topic, uh, Justice League versus the Fatal Five images and voice cast have been released. Uh, Kevin Conroy will be voicing Batman. Susan Iberg once again will be voicing Wonder Woman and George Newborn We'll be back as Superman. I'm assuming these huh. are. Yep. Uh-huh. So it's, it's everything it's, you wanted in Hush. It, it is. <laughs> it's funny because in this movie is um, I'm trying to find the synopsis of the, the film. Justice League uh, versus the Fatal Five centers around the league taking on a group of time traveling bad guys who come back in time to find a Green Lantern named Jessica Cruz, which and there's images of her. And, and that's kind of cool that they're introducing her. Uh, my my thing is this is this. This seems like the movie that should have that new 52 continuity voice cast oh yeah yes yeah i agree i think that was cast more of a, yeah of a, of a agree it's not question mark it was the this is uh these casts should be flipped I, would, I think i would agree i guess for the most part because even though wonder woman's not in this in is the, is this the continuity of new 52 I, I don't know we only got two images which is the one of jessica it cruz it doesn't really look like it and uh, definitely doesn't look no like it does it. not this looks more uh this definitely looks more bruce tim yeah which might be why we're getting Damn conroy and all them <laughs> Um, I don't really see Bruce Tim like correct me if I'm wrong, but Bruce Tim doesn't seem to be the guy that really takes these like big titles like Hush and um, things of that nature and then creates the animation uh, portion of that. Yeah, he, he seems to want to really have uh, creative hooks and things and have kind of like a free roam creative. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's it's I'm always up for DC animation. Like like I said, my wish is that they would just kind of flip the, the two casts. I understand. I mean, and Jessica Cruz is she came to be in the new Fifty Two continuity as well. So, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I don't know. So buttons on your underwear. What? Huh? But what? Nothing. Anywho, uh, if you have buttons on your underwear, you're an uptight person. Oh. Do you have buttons on your underwear? I'll never tell. <laughs> uh, speaking of DC animation, we made our list of top ten most sought at for sought sought out for. I can't talk. Uh, <laughs> wish list of DC comics to take and make into animated features. Would you say this is a Kapowcast top 10? Yes. I mean, of course. Because it's collective. It is collective. We used the science. We had beakers and (laughs) And, not the Muppet, but... but, Oh, I was going to say beaker as in the Muppet. No, no. And Bunsen. We don't have have trademark for that. Um... (laughs) We made a so we me and Tony made our own separate list, and surprisingly, of the ten lists of the ten we had, we did uh, we had six of the same, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, my only regret is I wish Jeff were here. Yeah, that's my only that's my only regret. He's alive and well in this list for the, for a good portion actually. And I wonder, I, I can't help but wonder though, what kind of crazy titles he would have came yeah. up with. And he's in a, into a lot of the uh, um, the what if titles. Yeah. So much the main continuity titles and stuff. So he would probably throw in some crazy curveballs. I want to. Apparently, he's too busy for us, though. Again. Working. 
I'm going to ask him next time I see him. I might ask him like uh, to whip together some ideas of, of, of ones he'd want to see. See if there's any of the same ones on our list. I am interested to hear this. Um, I will listen. Should we start from the <laughs> Should we start from the bottom and go up? Started from the bottom now. Yeah. Bottom up. Uh, so number 10 was a, a sole pick of mine. Emperor Joker. Um, I feel like this is kind of an obscure title. The The cover is always kind of like maybe do a hard left. Yes. It's a very like a. Uh, cartoon animated but uh basically joker ends up with these cosmic powers and he ends up tangling with superman <laughs> and that's kind of like the i think that's like a cool thing that i want to see in an animated form and there's even like i remember specifically there's one crazy part because joker has he basically like can do anything he want with reality oh he can bend it yeah he can do anything he want and it, he has uh you see in one panel like towards the end he has batman like tied up and every so often crows or something i think it's crows or something comes and like eats out his insides and then they leave, and then he's normal again, and then they come back, and it oh, just keeps God. doing it. So he, Jesus, he's uh, he's, and this is actually Batman. This isn't yeah. like so he's almost created a, like a personal hell for Batman. Yeah, it's is. it's it's a very cool book. It's very uh, it's very uh, interesting art. It's very it's almost reminiscent of like the animated series stuff. The art, the art it, yeah, almost. It's very you know, it's not like you know the normal stuff that you're used to seeing with DC, right. but. Uh, I remember I, I picked it up. I think one day on a whim. It was one of those days you just you go to the comic book store. You're like, I want to buy some some books. And you see it, and you're just kind of like, oh, this looks kind of interesting. And and it is. And it's 100 like, I think, like, seeing that in an animation form and... Um, Who would you want to animate it? I, I would say just stick with, like, a Bruce Tim style, like, animation. Yeah. Because okay. that's kind of what it, it it emulates in the book. And, you know, I, I think you're going to see a, a trend maybe on this list where it's like, oh, I want to, you know, voice cast wise, you know, <laughs> just fucking get Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the voice I'm already hearing in my head anyway. I was so. to say that it... it it's a staple. I don't know if we should even dabble into that. That area no, of it. no, because it'd just be a repeat session of. But I, I want my childhood back. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a, at least in my opinion, because you don't really, I don't ever really hear, really hear people talk about Emperor Joker. I think it's an underrated book, and I think most people should check it out. I'm kind of interested. So it was maybe the crows I eating will. or Batman, wasn't it? Yes, or buzzards or whatever. It yes, is. I yeah. would, I, I would like to see that. Not because I hate Batman, but because it's just kind of. It's it's one of the crazy, you know, it's one of those things like you see Joker, this madman with all these powers and it's kind of like your worst nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds fantastic. Not sure what I've, I think it's always been the cover. The covers, it, it, it's from my recollection, the cover's weird and it never draws me in. It's a, uh, it's Joker in like a King outfit. I think, uh, it doesn't look like a playing card. It might look like a playing card. If I, the one I have does at least, I think you are correct. And I think it has at least. Oh, man, I got to look it up. I think I've seen multiple covers. There's one where he has like a dragon tattoo on his back. Okay, that's not that. That's not that. That's not that at all. What am I thinking? Of? I have no idea. But this is. That's not what I'm thinking. Of. Nope. Yeah, it's it's Batman. It's Superman. Uh, so I guess technically it's, it's it is Superman Emperor Joker. So, but, you know, look, it has that very cartoony esque. Very um, early 90s or no, late 90s. Cartoons. I think, yeah, I think that would be a sweet, sweet book to see. And, and to see uh, squaring off of a superpowered Joker against, a you know, Superman. Oh man, I just you just made me think of like injustice. Yeah, so that would be pretty sweet too. Uh, number nine was a uh, one of your pick, one of your a solo pick of yours, which was uh, Batman: Death of the Family. Not to be confused with Death in the Family. Yeah, which, which I did. Todd uh, story arc, but Death in the Family was a story arc done with the New Fifty Two, um, which essentially brought back the Joker to terrorize the whole Bat family. And uh, it was it'd be an odd pick, but it could be done very easily because it was it was a story arc that stretched over the whole Batman uh, line with, with Batgirl and uh, Nightwing, et cetera, et cetera. But essentially, he comes back to terrorize the Bat family and uh, almost ends up killing everybody in front of Batman in this like kind of like this family dinner scenario. There's a there's a lot of uh, speculation. Like people were like. Oh, I think this person's gonna die. I think that person's gonna die. Yeah, there were, I, I thought I thought for sure like at least a couple people would die. I don't think anybody died. Actually, spoiler alert. <laughs> but it it would be fantastic to see that uh, kind of played out in a uh, animation sense. Not to mention, I'm a big fan of the uh, janitor Joker <laughs> um, character design. It is one of his more uh, frightening. Yeah, yeah, and the whole uh, mask faced deal. Oh yeah, which I I love that. I don't care what a lot of people talked a lot of crap about that, but I just thought that was like the most maniacal thing anybody could do is cut your own face off, disappear, then come back and steal your face. And Forget then, the science behind it. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the overall imagery of it. The man is clinically insane. I'm pretty sure that he could break boundaries a normal person could not. So yeah, no, we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna get into that discussion. No, but I mean, I I think yeah, I think. 
Uh, that would be a really cool one. I mean, and they could take it one or two ways. They could either put it with the new 52 continuity of, of movies they've done, even though their Batman ones have kind of missed the mark. Yeah. Or they could do like a standalone thing. I mean, I think, yeah, either way would probably work for me. And I'd be okay with the, the voice casting of the new 52 continuity of the animation. They'd the have to, part. they'd have to bring in like uh Batgirl and, and Tim Drake and yeah. Jason Todd and, and all of them. Uh, well, technically, they wouldn't have to, but it makes it more effective. It is. If they do. Especially the continuous back and forth of Jason Todd and the Joker every time they come face to face, like because they know. Well, obviously, Jason Todd knows who the Joker is, but the Joker knows that Jason Todd is mm-hmm. now the Red Hood. And there's always just this kind of whippy snappy back and forth of, hey, remember that one time I beat you with the crowbar? And then Jason Todd's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And there's not, you know, aside from Under the Red Hood, there hasn't been a lot done with Jason Todd in these animated no, features. He's he's still, you know... Breaks my heart. Yeah. I would want to see... I could see that them doing the uh, death of the family. I almost said death in the family. I had to stop <laughs> you myself. be careful. And I had to think about it. Um, and yeah, like I still maintain, like, people can talk shit all they want. I, I still think the overall imagery of that Joker and that, you know, janitor's outfit with his face, you know, strapped on and mm-hmm. just with like the knife, like just always oh, just so haunting and... Mm-hmm. And, and there have been some great cosplays of it, too, I've seen. I, I have seen a lot of great cosplays back when it was around. Not so much anymore. Though. Yeah, now he's, he's back to normal. Yeah. Womp womp. <laughs> I want to see a Macklemore Joker cosplay. <laughs> That's Jared Leto. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess you're kind of right there. Uh, number eight was a, was a solo pick of mine. Solo dolo. Solo dolo. Uh, Justice League Kingdom Come. The only, the only hang up with this one is there is no possible way you can replicate alex ross's art in no. an animated format There's no no possible way so i don't know how they would do it or, or or what they would what they would do i mean they do have a knack for taking stories and adapting them in, in different timelines like they kind of did that with uh the teen titans judas contract yeah like that was like a story way back in the 80s but they have that set in that new 52 line of, of movies mm-hmm. and that works fine but uh just the overall premise of like and this could be a standalone one you know uh, the premise of like a re- almost retired Justice League that's disbanded and then you have uh, these other vigilantes kind of going above and beyond and they're like listen we gotta take control of, of shit again you have the old Justice League coming back together aged and war weary and that's always been like a everybody loves that tale of like the, the old heroes coming out of retirement and you look at yeah. old man Logan yeah um, or Dark Knight Returns I, I just saw Dark yeah. Knight Returns I mean that's just an age old story that everybody loves and I, I think if done correctly granted you can't do the, the Alex Ross art I think it would be fun to see. And I'm surprised. Honestly, I'm surprised they haven't done that one yet. I, uh, I think I didn't even think about this until you brought it up that um, the Alex Ross artwork, I think it might hinder it for me. Just, yeah. Yeah. Because there's a there's that older animation, DC animation uh, Crisis on Two Earths. Yeah. That artwork is always off putting. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't I didn't like it too much. And it didn't keep my attention. It really dragged on it. It was very old DC animation style storytelling. So like that, that storytelling actually doesn't really grasp me as much. It kind of gets slow in the middle and then never really ramps back up. Mm-hmm. That was one of their first ones. Yeah. Well, one of the, I think that was one of the, that was besides it? New Frontier. I think that was like the first uh, Justice League book they did. Really? And that's one, that's another one where they kind of took the art and went their way of kind of replicating it on to their style was uh, Justice League New Frontier. So they, they have been able to do that where they take the comic book art style and they kind of mix it with their style. Like you see mm-hmm. it in uh, Dark Knight Returns. Uh, you see it in um, mm-hmm. uh, New Frontier. There was another one. What the fuck's the other one? Oh, uh, Batman v Superman Public Enemies. Ah. That was another one that they they kind of took the art and did a hybrid of the two. Messed it. The, uh, no, I don't know where they get the inspiration for the art for these other New 52 ones they do. I don't know. Um, the armor plating is obviously straight from the yeah. comics. The costume designs are, but like the, the art style is... You know, they, everybody they, looks like they have really long noses. <laughs> well, they have a isn't, don't they have like an animation studio over in Japan that handles a lot of this stuff? They used to. I don't know what they do now. I don't know how it works now. They might have to keep it hush hush. Hush. Uh, Moving on. <laughs> number nine uh, was a, a pick of yours. Wait, um, you're going the wrong way. No, I said. Or, you said nine. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> it's early. Uh, you went with Gotham City Sirens. Is there any particular story or just a story centric? Well, like for me. I don't know if people will agree with me or not, but like Gotham City Sirens, the 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 line almost feels like um, a kind of sitcom oriented in the writing where it's kind of continuous through like the entire line. It's mm. not it's not broken into like uh, story arcs or anything of that nature. Um, I'm I mostly want to see an animated version uh, because of like two major reasons. Uh, the dynamic between the three characters, Catwoman, Harley and Poison Ivy 
um, is that of just like college roommates thrown into a dorm room together. Not in a weird way. Don't think like that. I didn't say anything. Um, besides Harley and Poison Ivy. Um, anyways, and then Riddler gets in the mix a little bit and kind of, <laughs> it, it feels like this screwed up version of uh, Three's Company. But <laughs> And I, always, I, I thought uh, Gotham City Sirens was a, it was a great fun ride. It was a, a lot different than the other stuff that you would read in the in the DC lines. And not to mention it kind of, um, I guess, gets a little like kind of politically strong armed where it's a, a female driven cast with no male counterparts. And I feel like that's kind of needed in this area of the uh, comic fandom because there's not a lot of like, I guess females drawn towards the animation portion of it mm-hmm. and i think if they were to do this they'd probably grip them and if they even if they could swing it in swing it in with this new continuity um they might be able to actually hook them and then get more people to actually buy it which obviously then would you know embrace the dc animation even more to the point where we might be able to see even crazier crap happen not to mention i just like i said i want to see this dynamic of these three put together and it sounds like it's just like a personal yeah pers- just definitely a personal oh, yeah. thing for you like oh, you just want to see you know, I, thought you, what, I thought that's what this, yeah, this, this was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it sounds like this more than anything is just like, you know. I want I want to see this come alive. I want to see it reach new minds. Because a lot of people, I you've never read, read Gotham City Sirens. I have not. I, I would say it's safe to say Jeff hasn't. I don't know a lot of people that have outside of like me and Janelle. That might <laughs> be why they haven't. Maybe. Um, You know, you, you go uh, get on Twitter, go at Tara Strong, make it happen. You know what? Because she'd be, I mean, she's actually in the cast list for the Justice League. Uh, Fatal Five as well, along with Hush. So you know what? Uh, that's a fantastic idea, and I think that might happen. <laughs> I'm going to use the Twitter, the Twitter sphere, the Twitter sphere to go. Hey, at Terra Strong, make Gotham City Sirens happen. Animated, animated. Because they're supposedly already working on a live action. Oh, they're not going to do it. Justice League. I mean, Justice. They're going to do it. Justice League. I don't know. It's. It's. I don't think it's going to be. Um, it's going to be Gotham City Sirens and name alone, and that's it. Well, you, you can't you can't knock it till you see something. Listen, I would say that it's a solid justification for me to be incredibly weary of anything live action coming from DC and Warner Brothers. Fair enough. <laughs> number uh, number six, and this is the first of the ones that we shared on our list. Uh, I put it on here. I've even read it, <laughs> and I just know that it would be really cool to see uh, Green Lantern: The Sinestro Corps War. Uh, the main reason I put this on here is just because I want more animated Green Lantern movies. Yeah, there's nothing. They have they have the two. They got the two. They don't even count anymore. And then they they have uh you know they could even do something you know uh that that incorporates the Justice League because there's, there's they seem to be so scared to do anything yeah without the Justice League yeah you know like they did with Flashpoint it was Justice League Flashpoint you mm-hmm. know uh Justice League Dark uh Justice League versus Teen Titans you know. Do something like that. Uh, but I would just like to see, like, because I don't know if or when we'll ever see another Green Lantern movie. Yeah. And I just want to see a full-blown war between two, three, four Lantern Corps, you know, Lantern mm. Corps. Mm. That's what I want. That's You're speaking my lingity right now. That's like a, a personal uh, fan fulfillment for me. I would say fan that, service. I would say that it's completely justifiable to have the Justice League in Sinestro Corps war. Mm-hmm. Um, if only for fighting some of the Sinestro Corps on Earth. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, Super... Wait, nope. I can't remember. Ugh. Now who actually becomes part of the Sinestro Corps war? Damn you, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff would rattle it off in a heartbeat. I know he would. Well, like there's a, yeah, there's like different characters getting rings and, yeah. and, and this and that. Uh, All right. Big question for me here. Who would you have voice um, Green Lantern and Sinestro? Sinestro, I don't know. Um, my go-to for Green Lantern is the Kevin Conroy for my Green Lantern is always Nathan Fillion. Ah, oh, thank God. Like that's, right. that's always like he just has like that that cockiness, but that also assuredness, uh, heroic voice about him that yeah. that character always just needs. And uh, Sinestro, I'm not sure. I honestly would have uh, what's his face from the actual Green Lantern movie. Just bring Mark Strong in. Yeah, just bring Mark Strong in and do it because I, dude, that guy fits that role like like a glove. Like I, I can't. When he did that, that was like one of the po- like the biggest positive. We ever we out. ever do you know a good bad ugly Green Lantern. We, like, should, we should totally do that. The good is always going to be uh, yeah. uh, Mark Strong as Sinestro. Like that's that's I can, fantastic. I cannot unsee it anymore. What's really screwed up is after Green Lantern came out. Uh, the visual of Sinestro in my head, uh, in my head, became that of the movie. And then when I went read back, went went back and read some of the Green Lantern Sinestro uh, like lines where he's involved, 
Um, and then seeing the artwork and seeing that Sinestro, I'm like, oh, that's weird looking because I now all I see is Mark Strong as Sinestro. So it's funny because that was what? How many years ago? 2011. Uh, yeah, it was a long time ago. Or 2010. I don't even remember. 2011. Ugh. It's almost eight years ago. That's nuts. <laughs> um, and, you know, the Mike, funny Mike, that's a long time ago. It is not January. <laughs> The funny thing is, you know, I always talk about with these with these movies like, oh, they need to do more. You know, they're always doing Justice League stories. That's a complaint. A lot of people are always doing Justice like Superman, Batman. Yeah. You look at our lists. It's mostly yeah. <laughs> Superman, Justice League, <laughs> Batman, because those three have the best stories. They do. There, there isn't a ton of story. I mean, there is stories. Not to say that there isn't, but there isn't like Iconic. tons of stories that jump out at you when you think of the Flash. Yeah. Or when you think of Green Lantern or when you think of Aquaman. Yeah. Wonder Woman. A lot of the, the best DC stories involve the Justice League, Superman, or Batman. Right. It's just, I was as actually, I'm seeing that that is generally just, that's just how the, the nature of the beast. When we were doing this, I was uh, actually trying really hard to think of a Flash-oriented storyline. I did too. Um, and besides like Flashpoint, and then what was the other one that I had was... Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, I, I couldn't think of anything. Like nothing really popped out in my head to where if they were to release it right now with no um, buildup in the continuity that they currently have, it's impossible because a lot, a lot of the stuff that I would want to see involves like Wally West. Yeah. Um, and then the Barry Allen aspect really just comes back when, when you hit the new 52 stuff. Yeah. And new 52 Barry really didn't, when I was reading really didn't have any iconic story arcs. Yes. I enjoyed the the books, but there was nothing that was ever like, holy crap, like this, you know, I want to see this. Somebody somewhere right now listening going, what about this? Tell me, I, I, I would love to know. Leave a comment saying, hey, Tony, you're an idiot. And this story arc of Barry Allen would make a great one. <laughs> um, but no, Green Lantern's the natural core where I think if they ever wanted to get that Green Lantern train rolling again, uh, that would be a that'd be a solid um, one they could do within the continuity yeah. right now and actually be able to pull it off without uh, a lot of expose. Number five, uh, we did. We agreed on Batman Nightfall. Yeah. Because why, like, why not? You've done the death of Superman twice. Yep. Like, why not do Nightfall? Like, you can you can do, uh, you could even do it two parts. Mm -hmm. You know, have an ending with him getting his bat broken. Have the second part be, you know, about uh, Asriel going crazy and then <sighs> Batman, like, coming back. And, you know, that's another one on this one that I'm surprised. They've been doing these movies how long and they still haven't uh, touched on it. I, I've never even heard a mention the possibility of doing it. I don't know why. It's one of the most iconic things. Like, everybody knows. Like, even, uh, I don't like saying it like this, but the normie fans um, know Bane breaks Batman's back. It's a very iconic frame picture of, you know, him bending the bat over his, his leg. Everybody's seen it. When you flash it to anybody, they go, oh, yeah, that's when Bane breaks Batman's back. <laughs> it would be a storyline used to kind of grab a few more people. Mm -hmm. Like if I said, hey, so-and-so that doesn't read comics, do you want to watch Batman Nightfall? Well, what's that? It's the storyline where Batman gets his back broken. And they go, oh, yeah. Especially they then they add that Asriel um, part of the story in, which for me is actually a, a big selling point to Nightfall uh, besides the whole breaking the bat scenario. Like, because Asriel is just kind of this, uh, what what you would call like uh, even darker version of Batman. Oh, he definitely is. He goes off the, he goes yeah. off the rockers and, um, no, I think, like I said, that's one of the ones where I'm just like, how have they not thought about doing this? Like that, that one's so, uh, you know, it, it's right telling up, joke. You know, there, there's, <laughs> there's some people that are like, you know, and I remember one time we were at the, the comic book store and we were, you we were buying stuff and I'd asked you, I was like, Hey, you, you ever read the death of Superman? I was like, you read that. Right. And you were like, yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay, good. And the dude checking you out was like, he looks at me and he's like, it wasn't that good. And I was like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. And I was like, I was just like, OK, well, fuck you. I, no, it wasn't like fantastic, but it's still one of those stories that you need to read. Yeah, it's, a, it's a it's a landmark story arc that if if you are a fan of reading comics and a fan of that genre of comic, you should probably read it just because it's kind of like, you know, a chapter in this book. That's right. And like, forever. you know, Nightfall, it isn't, you know, it isn't a Dark Knight Returns or a killing joke or, yeah. or anything like that. But it's still something that's like uh, a, a it's a, it's a pinpoint in Batman's history that yeah. you should it's touch in on. at least the top 10 books for Batman fans. Like if you're if you call yourself a Batman fan, you should probably read this book. I mean, they've done they've done uh, Dark Knight Returns. They've done Under the Red Hood. They're doing Hush. They're talking about doing Long Halloween. They've yeah. done Year One. They've done Gotham by Gaslight. Like I was going to bring that up is the they're doing Long Halloween now. So the odds of us seeing a Nightfall have just increased, especially Long Halloween. It's right. an iconic book. But, you know, the, the average fan probably has not read it because uh, it's just 
obscure. What about, I mean, and then we go on into number four, which was like one of the big Batman crossovers in the late 90s, early 2000s. Batman No Man's Land. Yeah, yeah I think that was about um, I actually have not read Batman's No No Man's Land. Really? Yeah. It's uh, it's very similar in aspect to Hush, where it's just like a constant, like the rogues just keep because popping up. I know the premise of it where like, you know, Gotham is basically in a state of emergency. It's separated from like everything. Um, and then they've kind of, they've always hinted at that storyline. They hinted at it in like Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Uh, they, and they're doing it now in uh, Gotham. Yep. Yeah, they are. But it's, it's, it kind of falls under line with like um, some other stories where you're like, okay, I've, I've seen them touch on it and other things, but I want to see them do it full, like grandiose. Like, it's, it's very, don't awesome. be shackled by trying to put in other storylines. Like, that was like I would say that was always always been the 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 downfall of Dark Knight Rises is they tried to fit too much in they tried yeah. to do Dark Knight Returns with Nightfall with No Man's Land yeah all in one story those are all very uh, kind of heavy stories I I always get mad because it's only the one element that they use from No Man's Land which is Gotham's cut off from the rest of the world and like yeah that's the, it's kind of like this and it's like this state of anarchy and, yeah like that's the centric idea of it but it's only that and that alone like No Man's Land. Um, has what's her face the doctor I can it, her name always slips my mind um, but she is literally like taking care of an unconscious uh, Zaz mm-hmm. and even Gordon's like what in the fuck are you doing like this guy's a madman why are you like caring for him like he's a normal person and she goes because that's the difference between us and them Jim like and it, it's it's just such a it, it's such a crazy deep story that kind of like brings out the humanity of Gotham that always just kind of gets f- flushed over mm-hmm. you know um, and also very Bane oriented, mm-hmm. Bane heavy in the no man's land books. Very long story though. I don't know if you've ever seen like the whole book. I've seen multiple it's books. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a telephone book. Almost. Yeah. It's, it's a long, long story. I think that's why I haven't read it. Yeah. It's, if you are not able to find the books in which break it down into like the four parts, like that's, I think that's where I got it was, uh, four different parts, which is about each part's about the size of a normal size graphic novel, I guess you'd say. Where you kind of look at it and go, wow, that's pretty thick, but I can do it. I remember seeing because they were, I remember seeing like paperbacks at like, uh, like borders. Yeah. 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 I think that's actually where I picked them all up at (laughs) was the borders right in front of work. Borders. Um, number three, we, uh, we agreed on is, uh, would be Justice League Forever Evil. That's another. Injustice League Forever Evil, maybe. Ooh, Uh, that's a nice little twist to there. Yeah. Like, cause that's, you know, uh, once again, not the world's greatest story, but still a fun story and something I'd like to see, especially if you're going to keep doing these new 52 ones. Um, granted, we've already seen, uh, the, the crime syndicate and crisis in two Earths, mm-hmm. but they've already showed with like, uh, death of soup, death, death of Superman and reign of the Superman. They're not afraid to go back and tread on some topics they may have already done. Yeah. So that kind of, for me, that's, that opened the door. I was like, you know what, if you're going to do this, you might as well do forever evil. Like see like Lex Luthor, Bizarro, Deathstroke, Captain Cold, like all of them, like throwing down with the crime syndicate. Like I want to see that. A major aspect of that book that I'd love to see is. Batman just beaten bloody and Catwoman carrying him. <laughs> that sounded like a fantasy. Uh, maybe. <laughs> that sounded like an erotic fantasy. We might have just tapped something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I remember. I mean, actually, that's one of the. That's a book I actually read completely digitally. Like, uh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but no, I I enjoyed it, and I mean, I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. Like we we enjoyed we enjoyed the new Fifty Two stuff. If you don't, whatever, that's fine. But I, I think the Forever Evil, like seeing like villains versus villains, it, it, it takes that idea of like the crime syndicate that we've already seen in, in Crisis and Tours and turns it a little bit to where you're not seeing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think your injustice thing, you might be onto someone with that because it would give us like the best of both worlds, mm-hmm. especially Injustice Superman. Oh, I was thinking just like the regular Injustice League, like the Injustice League of America. Like oh. not, I wasn't thinking that injustice. Oh. That would that would make my head explode. That would yeah. <laughs> but that I'm all for head explosions. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Not to mention Forever Evil would be another one that would just make any fan pop just because everybody, in there, yeah, yeah. there's so much going on in there. So many characters that like you get to lay your eyes on and it's like, holy crap, Captain Cold standing by fucking Solomon Grundy. What the hell's going on? Yeah. I just remember seeing like there was like a seeing like a huge like it was like a two page spread of like just all the villains. Yeah. And like just being like, oh my god! I just remember something. I want to see that. I just remember something that happens in that in that book. Hmm. The, the 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 demasking of Nightwing. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a big deal. <laughs> That's a huge. That deal. That changed like the Dick Grayson character for for a year yeah. or so. Like they had the whole uh, Agent Dick Grayson. Yeah. Weird thing. Yeah, that was uh that was odd. The less said about that, the better. <laughs> uh, number two, which this may or may not be in the works, uh, Superman Red Sun, and this is one that I know Jeff would probably have like number one on his list. Yeah. 
And I actually, over Christmas, I actually read uh, like the first issue, which was like 50 some pages of Superman Red Sun. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I totally want to see this. <laughs> like just, it's just another one of those like, you know, Elseworld type <laughs> stories that, you know what? Like if you're going to do it and like, I could, I could see them doing it. I can see them kind of modeling the animation after the art because the art isn't super uh, highly detailed. Yeah. It's, it's still just enough where you could kind of emulate it, simplify it, but it's uh, still capture it. I mean, it's, it's pretty like, you know, okay. It's pretty, it's pretty, you know, uh, like I said, it's, it's deep. It's not overly detailed where I can see it shifting to an animation form and still keeping the idea of what they've done. Right. On paper. I think, um, which I think sometimes those are some of the best looking ones that they do. It's very, very, uh, similar to the old S cartoon of Superman. Yes. You know, the and, color that's palette. What, and that's the thing. That's what the Batman, the animated series and stuff is, is modeled after what I'm talking about. You, uh, make sure we're on the same page. It's like the old, like 1960. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Faster than a locomotive. Yep. You know, you're talking like 1940. Four, is it 40s? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, like that's what a lot of the that stuff's kind of modeled after the. I've been watching a lot of it on the GC app. <laughs> I've uh, seen it and I was like, oh my god! And apparently, you know, Bruce Tim wants to do it, which makes sense of why he would want to do it. So, yes. I fully expect. I think prediction time. Oh no! I think by uh, San Diego Comic Con 2019, I think they will announce that they are doing Red Sun. So this year? Yeah, I think they'll announce it this summer that they're going to do it. June is it June. Uh, June or July. Okay. All right. I think, yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to happen because that's when they always announce what's coming up. So we already got like Hush this year. We got Reign of the Superman. We got uh, Justice League, the Fatal Five. I think they usually do about three, three or four a year. So I, I think, I think Red Sun's coming. Mm. I think they announced it this year. I think it'll be out next year. And last but not least, number one on both of our lists. Something that needs to happen now. Green Lantern, Blackest Night. Just because I want to see animated zombies. <laughs> I want to see... A bunch of dead superheroes come back to life as zombies. This is basically like Marvel zombies, but DC. But better. But better. Because it's in the main line continuity. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> this is one we've already talked about on past episodes that we're like, they should do this. Yeah. And it goes back to what we were saying with like uh, Sinestro Corps, where like, I want to see another Green Lantern story. I want to see them do that more. Um, and this is, a, you know, another one where they could either do it in like a New 52 setting or they could do it in a... Nathan Fillion still has to be held. Up. Yeah, they could do it. In, they could do it in a you know standalone. You know, it'd probably be best I think to do in standalone, just I think because so too. just because you have all the the backstory of like the dead characters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like they could have hints at like characters that have died and stuff like that. So when we see him come back, it's more oh shit. That's a more of a because without that, Black Knight really isn't that palatable. Yeah, without seeing all those older characters that have died in battle and stuff come back as almost essentially evil versions of themselves. Um, it, it loses a lot. So like if it's just, um, that might be the one thing that's holding them back from doing it. Probably. There's no line of continuity in which they can do it in. I I mean, who cares? Just do it. (laughs) Just do it enough to make us happy. Damn it. You really just have to do like a five minute intro, like almost prologue saying, you know, over the years we've lost so many yada, 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 but we've gained so much. And then start talking about all the other, uh, spectrums and you could even have a scene of, you know, two people walking in like the hall of justice or the. Uh, watchtower where there's like a hallway mm-hmm. of like heroes that have yeah. died and stuff like that. Like, isn't that isn't that something in the DC comics? Like, there's an actual area of fallen heroes. There probably is. I know they had one in uh, Young Justice, but I mean, you could just have something like that just to kind of hint at it, um, just so that you know it's not like suddenly like, oh no, here's this person and that person, and or just because they'd get you know a bunch of randos, right? You, you don't know. even have to do everybody. Just do some heavy hitters and some other ones. Yeah, some you know BC list characters. Yeah, or. I just want to see fucking zombies. <laughs> at least that's all I want. You got to at least have a couple though that are like story centric. And this is another one where you could see uh, other heroes get other wing, other rings. Yeah. And like, do you uh. introduce like the White Lantern ring? Ooh. Well, the White Lantern ring comes after the fulfillment of the prophecy of the Blackest Night, so it'd be a nice setup to the brightest day. I think what they would have to do with with Blackest Night uh, is what they would have to do with some of the stories is where they they take cues from it but they can't do they can't do like a full 100% yeah. adaptation. So there might be a a portion where at the end they could have the whitest, you know, the, the brightest, brightest night, the brightest, brightest day, a uh, white lantern come in and and save the day whether that be Kyle or whoever. Um not to mention you're totally right. It's something that I overlooked completely uh with people like different characters getting different rings. Like Barry Allen becoming a Blue Lantern because of his level of hope inside of him. Mm-hmm. Um, the Adam becoming an Indigo. Uh, a freaking Scarecrow coming becoming part of the Sinestro Corps. 
Yeah. Uh, and not to mention, I would love to see Batman wield the ring in battle. Some form of Green Lantern or, or Lantern or, ring. Yeah, some lantern of some type. Whether it be Yellow Lantern, Green Lantern, that, yeah. Oh, and you get to see Red Lanterns. Red Lanterns? I love the Red Lanterns. It's probably the best thing to come Cyborg out of Cyborg Superman. Yep. Right there for you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's probably one of the best things to come out of like the Green Lantern mythos is the, the Red Lanterns. Just because they're just pure rage and they just puke up lava. And one of them's a freaking cat, <laughs> which is just phenomenal. Um, Mira becomes a Red Lantern. Yeah. Doesn't. Uh, God damn it. Isn't there a Black Lantern Aquaman? Maybe. There's there's a lot. There's Well, this was like a, a big deal. Yeah. This was a big, big, big event. I cannot even like it's it's impossible um, unless you it's like it's like a damn quest to get all of the story of the Blackest Night. Um, in your grasp and read it all. It's huge. Like, I don't think we'll ever cover it on the show other than maybe the main line mm-hmm. and the main line, uh, without reading all the side stuff is a little dry in comparison because you don't have all those side plots of like, um, silver Flushing Age, it out. Yeah. Silver age Superman coming back as a black, black lantern and things of that nature. Mm, make it happen. DC make all of these happen. Now I, I think blackest night, <laughs> uh, I'll close my notebook, but I think of this list, uh, I think we have a good chance of seeing a few of these. I would say probably at least 40%. Yeah, I could go with that. I think, I think, like I said, I think Red Sun will happen. Um, I don't, I don't, I think there's a very slim chance of Emperor Joker ever happening. Same thing with Kingdom Come. Gotham City Sirens, we'll see. If, if they're doing it in a live action movie, I could see them doing some sort of, yeah. they sometimes like to tie those in. Uh, but I can totally see them doing Red Sun. Uh, Batman Nightfall, I think they absolutely need to do. Um, the Green Lantern ones, even though those are like the two of the top ones for us, I just don't know if they're going to end up end up ever doing them. They're just too scared. Just too scared. Uh, but what are some DC stories that some of you people, you fine folks, want to see done in the animation form? Let us know. Uh, I think that'll do it for this week's show. It was fun. It was a good time. Thank you. <laughs> it was It was a good time. I was worried, to be honest. <laughs> we, we pulled us out of, the, out of the ass. Yeah, completely. Be sure to check us out every week on the Pod Rose Podcasting Network where you can find us and tons of other shows. You can also find us on Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Spotify, wherever podcasts are really listened to. Uh, we also have t-shirts available over on tpublic.com. And Jeff, that, that jingle is? That's T-E-E dot P-U-B slash L-I-C slash Pod Bros. Thank you, Jeff. Glad you could come <laughs> in for that. Uh, and you can also find us on Facebook, Kapowcast 2015, Twitter at Kapowcast. We have a YouTube channel. And uh, that's, yeah. Be sure to head on over to our Patreon account mm. where you can begin donating to draft your hero for upcoming March Madness. We'll send you messages of when that can happen and what heroes are available. You have a chance to win a digital download code for one of our many audio, many audio tracks to go with, along with a $25 Amazon gift card. And not to mention, it's just really fun. Everybody had really, really, really good time with the uh, tournament last year. And I think this adds a, a personal gain for people. Raise the stakes a bit. I agree completely. So get over there and get ahead of the curve, just like our Patreons are now. Charlie Robbins, Angel Doty, Janelle Kozlowski. Those are the three people ahead of you in your choices. Do you really want more? Yeah, because one of them, I guarantee you, one of them is going to be picking Batman. Oh, yeah. One of them is going to be picking Superman. Yep. So, but... If you can get people to vote for your person, because there were some last year that were close, yeah. surprisingly close. And Martian Manhunter won. Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That yeah, was a, that was a good one. <laughs> there's a, there was a few more that are slipped in my mind. Yeah. There, was a, there was a couple. That, that, was, that was a good time. So we're looking forward to that. Um, until next time, I am Mike. I'm Tony. We'll see you on episode 150 of the I podcast. Won't. I won't. Well, Bye. me and Jeff will. Yeah. Bye.